Welcome to episode 55, maybe? Oh my god, just look it up. It's just, oh man, of the Freedom of Good Home podcast. My name is Michael Hing, and joining me as always is co-host of the program, Ben Jenkins. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. I don't think I've made that noise on the podcast before. What? Which noise? Yeah, that's a, that, that is a noise that they, they sell a thing called a pop filter, which yeah. is that, you know, that screen you often see in front of a microphone sure. that to is stop that to very... combat that very specific thing you did. Yeah. No, just man, there. no man can stop me. Because it is so it is so annoying for the listener. Yeah, it really gets right in the head, doesn't you, it? You know, you know why? It's because you've done it once. If you hear that three times within an hour, you go insane. Yeah. That is, well. It's a it's like a, a weird thing. They studied it in the sixties. That's yeah. how it's one of those like weird FBI things. You know how they gave all the people acid and stuff? They yep. also went to a small that... rural community in France <laughs> yeah. and made oh we've Lost everyone. That's <laughs> so close. Oh goodness! Should we introduce our guest? We should. Uh, we're very excited about this guest. Uh, she's a co-worker of yours. Sure. A comedian. But so much more. A, an award-winning comedian. Yes. Who is just about to leave uh, these bloody sunburnt shores? Yeah, like that... like she's too good for it, basically. <laughs> uh, to go over to, uh, as they say, Europe. Yeah. That yeah. is how they say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, to uh, perform at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Uh, with her award-winning show, Pop Pop. It's pretty... Oh, the last I, hurdle. I was really looking forward to this because I was like, I don't think... Because I've known you for quite a while, Penny, and I've had the discussion with you on how to properly pronounce your last name. Yes. Uh, a number of times, actually. Yes, and, and, and the first discussion we had was when I was on Story Club the first time. Yes. That was the first... But I'd already yeah. worked with you for about three years before that. Yeah, and I still was just like... I, had, I never had any cause to say your last name. No. And then when Hing was like introducing you, he was really confident. And I was like, oh. And then I said, Frenny. <laughs> yeah, you, you even like, because the first bit is actually quite easy. It's, it's very just, easy. It's very similar to a name that you say on the podcast a lot, which is my name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's Penny Greenhorse. Horse? Horse. <laughs> Horse. Penny Greenhorse. <laughs> Hello, Penny Greenhorse. How are you? Nay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your last name? Green, it's Greenholge. I would have yeah. said I would have said Green Haug. That's how I would have pronounced it. And, oh, that's so good. You and for Cause... years, for years, because I've known you for a couple of years now. Uh, even though I guess we've only become, I've been aware of you for a couple of years. You've even been though, aware of me. Yeah, even though we've only become friends in that maybe the last uh, six or eight months or so. But I, for a long time, thought your last name was Penny Greenley, and yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Can I just say also, sorry. Penny Greenhorse, getting, <laughs> getting up on your high green horse about this. <laughs> I have a text message from you that you sent about 15 minutes ago to me while you, were, <laughs> while you were waiting to get into the building and you texted me asking if I had Hong's number. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem with autocorrect. Is it though? Yes. Like, are you saying Hong that much? And your phone has learnt the word Hong. <laughs> no, it hasn't. I, I would have trained it out of it. If I was writing, <laughs> if I, was, I don't know. So we're all terrible. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm sorry, Michael Hong. <laughs> Very fine. <laughs> I, I would rather be Michael Horse if I had to pick a, a last name. Yeah, I, I mean, we'd all, we'd all prefer to be Michael Horse. <laughs> have you had a good week, Penny? Oh, yes, what have I been doing? I've had, a, I've had the, a free run of my parents' car this week. Oh. My parents have been in Noosa. They had to drive from Tumbarumba and park the car. And uh, and fly to Noosa. So I've been babysitting the car, uh -huh. and I've been driving everywhere. Does I don't. A, does a car require a babysitter? Like you yeah, said, baby. Like well, well, it's a, it's a country car, so it's it's not really sure what it's doing. <laughs> it really uh, it doesn't know its way around. Uh, now you've name dropped this place, Tumbarumba, as though it was a thing that everyone would know. Where is <laughs> Tumbarumba? 
Tambarambu is like is halfway between Sydney and Melbourne. It's sort of right. it's Riverina. It's like uh, it's near. It's not far from the Hunter, is it? No, no. further south. It's, it's it's actually the Snowy Mountains. Yeah, right. Wait, the yeah. Hunter Valley mm-hmm. isn't that near Newcastle? No. It's beyond yes. Newcastle. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, so so if no, something it's south. So if what? Hang on, we're no. very confused. <laughs> no, Tumbarumbu is south. Yeah, so saying. you're saying yeah, you, you've fucked that up completely. No, Newcastle it, is like mm, two hours north mm, of Sydney, mm. and Penny's just gone. <laughs> it's midway between Sydney and Melbourne. Melbourne is south, and you've gone. Yeah, it's probably not. Uh, you fucked it, mate. Do you know you've what's interesting though? It. Do you know what's interesting to precisely no one? I was in. <laughs> I was in the Hunter recently, which I think you talked about last week on the podcast. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, there's only so many life experiences I can I can <laughs> shovel into this thing. <laughs> And I was tasting some wine. Mm-hmm. Did we talk about this? I don't know. Well, well, I, was, I haven't okay. heard anything about okay, it. Okay, so there was there was two things that I wanted to bring up. One, okay. I was tasting wine at a wine tasting. I wasn't what you do? Yeah. That is yeah. not remarkable at all. No, but what was remarkable was there was a hen's night there, mm-hmm. a hen's day, I suppose, mm. that piled in uh, when we were almost finished. And the bride-to-be was tasting some real nice wine um, through a penis straw. Yes. But like it was really interesting <laughs> yes. because like she was... I think the first time you do it, it's funny. And then I think she'd really like committed to the goof and, and lent into it. But she also seemed to know quite, quite a bit about wine. And so like, it really was this like, kind of disconnect of her like, being like, here we go again. And then through the penis store and then being like, ooh, lots of tannins. That's really interesting. And the wine taste person being like, yes. Anyway, that, the, the, while I was doing that, I was like, where do you get um, your penis grape? straws? Where do you get those penis straws? Are they a special wine thing? Um, I was like, where do you get... Because they were like, oh, we don't, we don't source all our grapes locally. And I was like, where do the other ones come from? And she said, Tumbarumba. And so I it's assumed... It's a really, really next level wine region. I just assumed it was mm. fucking a hop, skip and a jump down the road. <laughs> nope. Because I wasn't aware of the concept of being able to transport things. Interesting portion of that story, which is the penis straw... Tasting wine. Can you imagine being a winemaker? Yeah. You know, you've poured your heart and soul into mm. this El Vino. Is yeah. that a, I don't know if that's sure. Uh, yep. La Vino. Yeah. Uh, and, mm. or it'll be Le Vino, I guess. Uh, look, it's not important. Well, it's not French. It could vin, be. Vin. Vin. What's Vino? Is that Italian? Uh, Italian. Italian. Yeah. yeah. And maybe Spanish? Yeah. So cool. it'd be Il, Il Vino. It's probably Latin. Right, sure. Mm. Anyway. In vino, we... in vino Veritas. <laughs> yes, correct. Ben Jenkins. Thank you very much. But what I mean is you poured your heart and soul into that and then... You know, you you. But now there are commercial pressures, so you need to do wine tastings. You need to open up your cellar yeah. door, to. But that's the other thing. See, the cellar door experience is actually, for some winemakers, it's actually not about like it, it, it is obviously about selling wine, but it is actually kind of a thing that a lot of them enjoy, and it's intimate. Sure, but and, then so, then a busload yeah. of busload of people turn up with penis straws, yeah. and you're like, I have spent this has been aged for eight years yeah. in these oat barrel casks, yeah, and then she's like. Mm. But that's like Hell I the tenons. Yeah, I but think, the bet the better thing. I think thing. it's Merlot that you're meant to take through a penis straw. Yeah, well, this is, is, is kind. Of, yeah. This is what is I would love. Like, like Ben and I, Ben, you and I worked at a uh, a wine store for many, many years. Mm. Well, for, for several years, and in that time, uh, we never sold penis straws. And I wonder if you've assumed it's a hen's party. You've assumed it's a hen's night. I've just put two and two together. I've exactly. just seen bridal veils, cock yep. bonnets, and now, a penis straw. You, now, <laughs> you don't know, given that you have, in the time that we worked at this wine store, we didn't actually run many wine tastings. Very few. Very few. Maybe this is the new trend yeah. in wine tastings, and the best way to experience 
Ilvino yep. is through dick straws with bridal veils. You don't know that. Because if that. you think of the aerodynamics in a straw like that, sure. there's a lot of swilling. There's a lot of aeration. <laughs> and you, you, know? and you there's really a lot want, of, especially in younger wines, you want to be aerating them. Yeah, you want yeah. to be aerating them. <laughs> Very often through um, a penis straw. You know, a lot of people said that our dick and wine-based podcast wouldn't take <laughs> off. And, uh, and these numbers are plummeting as we speak. Um, now, Penny, we usually start the podcast by talking about dick straws and wine. And then after that section we move on to asking our guest if they've ever bought or sold anything on gumtree or online because we uh this is a podcast about the classifieds we go through and find the best and worst stuff so are you a an online uh buyer and seller of things no i'm very untrusting of the internet i'm uh, <laughs> i'm a bit of a, a luddite yes <laughs> i uh I, yeah I, I didn't know the internet until i was 12 can i can i ask you an, an that's honest that's not true that's not a true well can i ask you an honest question when did when did the internet proper come to Tumbarumba? That's a really good question. I don't remember having it in primary school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you so would have been I, 12. That's fine. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's not a lie. Maybe it's, yeah. No, we did have a dial-up modem. Sure. Before that I went is to, the internet. Yeah. That is, yeah, yep. before I went to boarding school and I was 13. Okay. And you would have had, now, I don't know how old you are, but was this at a time where everyone else in Australia had the internet and you... Well, I was in Tumbrumba, so I wouldn't have been aware. Oh, so I, I didn't see. have TV either, so um, the outside world was a bit of a mystery. But now you but work in television. Now I work in television. But that's not a tum- sorry, that's not a Tumbrumba <laughs> thing. Like, Tumbrumba has television. That was a personal thing oh. on the part of your parents, right? Uh, look. <laughs> You want to get into the nitty gritty of the situation. So I don't live in Tumbarumba. I live in a village, not not even a, a valley, a uh-huh. valley outside of Tumbarumba. Like oh, a, the Hunter Valley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is wacky. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I live, I, it's like 40 kilometres out of Tumbarumba mm-hmm. in a valley. And so whatever waves oh. from the metropolis are being broadcast around the place, they don't go into the valley. They're right. frightened. They're frightened. They're frightened of valley yeah, folk. Wow. Yes, it's the gnomes. Yeah. It's so it's not gnomes. like your parents t- made a, an ideological decision to keep your brain pure from like American imperialism or something like that. It was just that you physically couldn't get television in the valley. It was strictly that. We had so the TV set. Decision. The TV set that we had was from my dad's childhood. It right. was not advanced. And when, when we did have TV, it was the ABC and Prime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when we did have it, I didn't switch it off. Like I, I was properly being brainwashed. Oh, I was, uh, and so that ended so, before I joined a cult. <laughs> to go on a bit of a sidebar, you had Prime. Does that mean you had Prime Possum? Yes. Okay, great. For our non-regional listeners. It goes like this. It's a big, it's a guy and he's yep. in a, a suit that looks a little bit like um, Humphrey B. Bear, except it's a possum. Yeah. Yeah. Now, doesn't a, talk. He does a lot of gesturing. But a but possum you isn't a cute animal. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a possum. It's a pretty cute but animal until plush. it opens its fucking mouth. Yeah, mm. it makes horrible noises. Yeah. Mm, I don't, I, I like them. Have we talked I mean, about they this? I mean, the... they look like fluffy tailed rats. Have yeah. we talked about this on the podcast before about the president who ate a possum? So, no. There's a, uh, I think it's Taft, maybe? Uh, Taft ate a lot of things. There was, a, there, there, there was this, okay, so you know teddy bears, and yeah. you know how they're named after, like, Theodore Roosevelt because yes. he was going to shoot a bear and then didn't shoot the bear and then they were like oh, we'll make these presidential bears and they were a toy the the, the swept can, the nation. Can I say that I don't have time to look that up and I'm sure there's you like you said some... that like everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. And oh, I'm really? sure there are some truth nuggets in there, <laughs> but they are like that is such a nonsense. I've thing never you just heard said. that. Story. You've never heard that before. This is I've teddy... never heard that. Well, teddy story. bears are named after Theodore okay, Roosevelt. That much I'm pretty sure is true. 
Yeah, but and the story what, comes, the, and, and it might be it, an apocryphal story. You've already hey, done I just, it. I've just thought of something. You know the bananas in pajamas. Yeah. yeah. One of those bears was called Theodore. <gasps> sure, and it's after. Yeah, it, this it all comes oh my full God. circle. It's the oh Illuminati. All right. Look, the the important thing is I'm not making this up. And <laughs> uh, if I know. Sorry, I don't think you're tr- making it. I don't think you make anything up. I just think <laughs> I think you genuinely believe the things you say. I just think something happens in your head and they get garbled around before they fall out of your dumb fucking head. Maybe. That's entirely plausible. But this so so this was a very popular toy, all right? And that's where we get the modern teddy bear from. It's from this original toy that was built built, like a designed. Like in the Builder Bear factory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because of this uh, maybe apocryphal story where Theodore Roosevelt refused to shoot a bear on a hunting trip, right? But, okay. Okay. And Okay. So then like a couple of years later. Mm. Taft is like running for president, right? And he's yep. in the south of America, yep. uh, of, of the United States. And in order to like win over the, the the south, he's like trying to ingratiate himself with you know the local people, right? Sure. And so he's like, I'll eat some of your, you know, your bloody local cuisine. Yep. And they bring out like a possum, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a roasted possum on a thing, and they're like, eh? Eh? you want to eat it? And like he's, you know, Taft is like the fattest president, right? Yeah. And he's like, they're going. Oh, I just, oh, I don't know. And there's like, you know, there's like... Eat the possum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With all these like people cheer, chanting at him to eat the fucking possum. And I don't know if you know about this about possums, because they eat like fetid garbage mostly. Yeah. That you can't, like, unless you've cleaned it properly, it's quite a dangerous thing to eat because there's sure. like rotting shit all in their stomachs. Yeah. And the human digestive tract can't deal with that, right? Uh-huh. This is gory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's there like, like uh, you know, like taking a bite and thinking, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, well, this is going to be the new teddy bear. And so these toy designers came out with uh, the Billy Possum, right? Uh-huh. Named after William Taft, uh-huh. right? In the way that the teddy bear is named. And mm. so they marketed these. But the thing is, possums aren't cute like little teddy bears are. They're these horrific monsters, Especially right? American opossums. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what they're selling are these like grizzled, mangled, like, you know, road kills. You know, but like, hey, kids, you want to buy this? And what I like about no. that story is that the teddy bear was named after... Theodore Roosevelt's supposed decision to not kill yeah, an animal, yeah. and this is named after Taft's weakness deal. in giving into peer pressure to <laughs> yeah. eat a possum. Yeah. Big fat man eats possum. Um, <laughs> now, if if listeners want to fact check that, I uh, I have got most of those facts from two sources. Uh-huh. One of them is John Dickinson's podcast Whistle Stop, where he talks about uh, presidential uh, campaigning, and the other is is the ninety nine percent invisible Roman Mars podcast about design. Anyway, don't so fucking my... drag Roman Mars into this. <laughs> don't you dare besmirch the name of Mars. Well, I'm going to end this conversation about uh, possums mm. and opossums with the song that Prime Possum sings oh, yeah, great. Sorry, to yes. the boys and girls when it's time to go to bed. Um, so Prime Possum turns up at uh, 7.30 yep. and that's the, bedtime for the children. The network mascot. Yes. And the, mas- and the girl that's with the mascot says, Prime Possum says it's time to go to bed. And then the song goes and the song goes like this. <clears throat> Prime Possum is climbing in a tree. Prime possum is soft and cuddly. Prime possum loves every boy and girl, so let's help prime possum make a better world. Oh, wow. What, by going to bed? Yeah. That really overreached, that song. <laughs> like, all, the message of that song just needed to be get the fuck to bed. Like, and all of a sudden it's like a, it's, it's like a Captain Planet um, yeah. PSA. I really feel as well that, like, you, you just want the kids to go to bed so you can show, like, Adults only movies, I guess. That's why you no, need to. No, 
That's no? not the only reason children MacGyver. need to sleep. It was MacGyver came on after that. Yeah. Yeah, but what, that's what, what, what I want to say. Do you think that's the, the reason children sleep? No, I think that's the reason. <laughs> but I think that's the reason networks felt obliged in the '90s to have these like go to bed jingles, right? Because yes. they don't. As far want... as I'm aware, in the '90s at least, Prime Possum was the only network that did this. Right. Because well, I feel like we're a, really missing a... that in 2015. No, oh, we're no, not. We're not. We're there's not. One. Yeah. I promise you, we're not. Snack report. Yeah. Okay. Abrupt. Go. Jingle. I'm working on. That's not uh, a jingle, man. No, it is. Um, so I was going... To, this is just really quickly. This is the snack report that wasn't and the snack report that was. Okay. So the snack report that you could have been hearing was, I have for you, Penny, a delightful homemade brownie. Really? That my mum made. Really? Yeah, huh? And then I left that on the kitchen counter. So I felt really guilty and I went out and bought us a uh, delightful, not homemade, I suppose it's somebody's home. Well, it's a shop. Yeah, Someone no could one. live in there. My point is a delightful um, meringue lemon tart. But you already knew that because we've, we've made quite a bit of progress on that. Yeah. You've eaten three quarters of that lemon meringue tart. So let's get a review, Penny. Thoughts on the tart? Uh, uh, I like how sweet it is. Yeah. But the base is too thick for me. Mm-hmm. And also the meringue is really squishy in the middle there. And I'm not sure I like it. Okay. So you're a fan of the I taste, not a fan eating. of the texture. You were, I, I oh, mean, reveal preference, I you've not stopped eating it. I, I haven't see. stopped eating it, yeah. <laughs> full disclosure, I have kept eating it, sure. even though it's not the most delicious meringue. I would agree of. with everything you've said. Really? I think it's fair, I think it's balanced, I think it's critical, <laughs> but I think it's nice. It also <laughs> is free for me. Which do you want to put the baker on blast, Ben? Who, who would you purchase this from? I will, I will not. Oh, really? I refuse. <laughs> You're not going to... What is the point of these bloody snack reports if you're not going to let our listeners know whether or not they should go to these establishments? The snack report, Hing, you as much as anybody else should know, has no practical purpose other than to irritate you. (laughs) Uh, Would you guys like one? Let's start off. Let's get into the classifieds. Ben, what have you got there? Oh, This is from Gumtree uh, posted today um, from the Upper Swan region. Hmm. Um, that's where is that? Well, I don't. It's it's upper. I'd say regional, not like up a swan. Right. It's, I'd say regional New South Wales. I would sure. guess. Okay. Swan region is that a is that a river? The Swan, yeah, the river? swan river is probably it's in the Hunter. It's probably <laughs> Western Australia. They've got a lot of swans there. That's sure. True. All right. <laughs> this is from uh, Jessica. Mm-hmm. I said today, amateur taxidermist looking yes. for yes. animals to mount. Definitely Western Australian. <laughs> looking for animals to practice. Taxidermy with, <laughs> probably on is the correct preposition there. Please contact if you have or have hunted animals and would like them mounted. Mega discounted rates or free. Or free. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So that's the whole ad from the Upper Swan, Jessica offering her services. I mean, like, aside from getting into the sort of the, the biggest problem with all this... She's a terrible negotiator. <laughs> you can either pay me something or nothing at all. <laughs> but you've got to, I mean, you've, maybe, you've got to start somewhere. That's right. And maybe she's hoping that people will read that and see that she's a young person giving it a go. Looking for exposure. She's just looking for, looking for a, a, a project to really, she, to really, you know, to really launch a Skywards. Because I, I, I actually think that you're kind of right about that because... I'm just trying to think of how you would actually break into the taxidermy scene. Like, I don't think that you can... Well, I think I, the difficulty in getting, say, an apprenticeship, which is like the obvious way to get into lots of trades, 
the, the difficulty is that everyone who engaged in taxidermy is a serial killer. <laughs> and, and that's going to make life difficult. Like you can't take on an apprentice. When I was a kid, I uh, had a friend whose family was into hunting. Mm-hmm. They lived like up where the snow is, like right very close to the national park. Sure. And I'm not going to say they went hunting in the national park because that's illegal. It's very illegal. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I went to her birthday party when we were all about 10 and I knew she was into hunting. Like she would yeah. talk about like shooting this is, this deer is, and stuff. This is a 10-year-old. This is a 10-year-old. Okay. This is a 10-year-old who said they oper- operated a firearm. Yes. Is that common practice? That seems That is surprising to me. Is that common practice uh, in, in, in the Tumbarumba region? I live around a lot of hillbillies and mm-hmm. I have done so for a long time. So I don't know. Have you ever fired a gun? Yes. Wow. You, you, you lit up then when you said yes. <laughs> it was a pretty wild time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was a real moment. Was, uh, it a, was it a shooting cans off the back fence type situation? or was it Yeah, it escalated. So what happened was... Um, Straight <laughs> into a full one. I believe they call it a bank robbery <laughs> in the city. It was at least a shootout, yes. <laughs> uh, siege. <laughs> yeah. No, what happened was... Uh, I was still in primary school, I think, and uh, a lot of kids were like, yeah, I go pig hunting with my dad. And I was like, I've never done that. I've never. Anyway, uh, I, had a, I knew my dad had guns because uh, one, one day I found it. <laughs> I was quite young and I, I pulled it out. I was like I had it above my head, took it into the kitchen and everyone hit the deck. It was the most terrifying <laughs> thing. <laughs> what? Yes, uh, that was around the time, uh, no, it was a bit, it was a a lot, maybe eight or nine years before the whole... uh, Gun buyback. Buyback and all of the, like, laws now about locking things away and making sure that that never happens. It was a simpler time. Mm. Anyway, uh, I said to my dad, I'd like to fire a gun, please. And he was like, sure thing. He thinks um, back to the last time you held a gun. (laughs) It's like, yeah, no, this is great. I would like to revisit this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only good can come of this. <laughs> yeah. So your to be your parents live on a on a property, right? And yeah. so they have legitimate farming uses for that gun. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's yeah. uh it's I don't know if it, could we call it legitimate? I'm not sure. In the in the day where like in this time where people mm. are going vegetarian uh en masse, mm. I don't think you can call <laughs> gun use legitimate. But um yeah, we did use it to like if if an animal was properly properly injured and we sure. couldn't. You got to put it down. You got to yeah. put it down. I understand. There's there's farming uses for guns. Farming that, uses that aren't to like to teach a lesson to the other animals. Right? That's right. <laughs> Keep them on their toes. Yeah. yeah. Educate your daughter in the ways of how to scare a family. Yep. You know. <laughs> Just fire into the air if there's any mm-hmm. crows flying around or whatever. <laughs> if a cow uh, has a broken leg, yeah. you this is a really cool farming thing. Mm. I don't know if you did it, but if a cow has a broken leg. You take it in front of all the other cows <laughs> and you don't, like the really important thing is you don't break eye contact <laughs> with the cows and then you just wordlessly execute that cow <laughs> and then you shout, this is what happens. <laughs> and then you're going to find those cows are a lot more cautious Very well behaved around, around, around ditches <laughs> and, uh, and grates. Yeah. <laughs> And that's oh how you farm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so, so as a child then, your, your father took you out and said, hey. Yeah, so he set up this uh, little gun range, which was basically a sheet of metal that he propped up with a stick. Mm-hmm. And uh, he yeah, that drew... sounds like a gun range, sure. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, I think there's anything more to it than that. Sheet of metal, stick. Yeah. And Ten-year-old. Then, uh, yeah. He drew, no, a, drew a target on it with a permanent marker. Yes. And uh, and we stood a little way back and uh, and like you know lining up the the site and everything. And did you have to you wear the, like earmuffs and stuff? Or I did like, wear earmuffs because yeah. my dad's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so then what happened was uh, we were firing at the big sheet of metal and I thought, wouldn't it be more fun if the target was moving? Uh-huh. And so my dad <laughs> said, all right, um, we'll go hunting. And so we drove wow. out into the back paddock of, my, of the farm. Sorry, I really thought that that ended with your dad went, all right, well, you've earned it. Give me a head start. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm teaching you the way. No, you're right, okay. <laughs> you're right, it was a wild time. Yeah. So you went out to hunt. Uh, yeah, so my dad was driving the ute. I was sitting on the back of the ute with my sister nursing a rifle. <sighs> Is your sister older or younger than younger. you? Younger. Right, so mm-hmm. you she were the was, responsible was, child in this situation, yeah, yeah. most likely. I was the, the, holder, the holder of the gun. Yeah. So, um, so we went out oh, into goodness. the we went out into the very back paddock, which is a huge, huge... Uh, paddock is sort of backs onto crown land which is all bush and um there's a lot of kangaroos and a lot of pigs and a lot of wildlife mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure so um kangaroos uh have learned their lesson they're quite wary <laughs> yeah well and can also get leave. away yeah, yeah they've got a good leaving strategy mm-hmm. yeah so um i like fired into some mobs of kangaroos and right. nothing happened and okay. i was like oh I'm not, I'm not sure how i'm finding this all that interesting and then uh, we were driving back out of the paddock. I was like, oh, you know. Um, and when can I ask just before you just before you hit the climax of this story? Can I ask? Were you given instructions by your dad? I'm gonna. Did he say I'm gonna drive around and you just shoot at whatever you want, <laughs> or was it kind of like he'll drive around, spot something, and then he'd be like, right, I'll load the weapon for you? But or were you? Was he driving around and you were sitting in the back of you with a loaded gun? Is a loaded gun at, shooting at stuff as it moved? No, no, no. No, no um, I was. I, we would drive around. And if there was something I was allowed to shoot, Dad would stop the vehicle. And honk the horn twice. (laughs) You can't honk the horn. They'll take off. They'll know you're there. Do you know what? I'm I'm imagining that car in Mad Max, Fury Road, (laughs) where the guy's just driving and then there's a Gatling gun behind him. (laughs) Right. But that's operated by a 10-year-old girl. (laughs) It was more like I was the guy at the top of the swinging tower. Okay. (laughs) It was a little more dangerous. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I came over. we came over a rise Mm -hmm. and um, this... A, like around the alpine sort of area of Australia, it's called a, a wood duck. It's native, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a big fat duck. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so this whole flock of wood ducks came flying past, and I was like, oh well, bang! And I got a bird. <gasps> I, I shot a bird. I shot a bird in the chest. Oh my god! And right it in its little bird of, chest. It just went whack through its chest, and it fell out of the sky. I've never seen anything like. I, I still. It makes my skin crawl. And in th- so, 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 yeah. So, in that moment, were you, I guess, like, were you sort of like, oh, God, what hath got wrought? Like, I am become death? Mm. Or were you like, oh. I shot a bird. Yeah. Uh, there was like a moment of like, wow, I, like, hooray. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then almost immediately. And then almost immediately, like, there was this puff of feathers and then this bird fell out of the sky while all these mates kept going. And I was like, and they were just flapping I... around. They're like Barry, hey ba- Barry, what? <laughs> what? What? what happened? Leave yeah. him. And then, and then, and then, so I went and got it. Can I just say you were a little bit judgmental about the 
birds leaving their mate behind when you <laughs> kill that bird. Like, they're not the I'm bad guy in this story. I didn't mean to make it sound judgmental. <laughs> these fucking a- birds. <laughs> like, nothing had happened. Just didn't even swear a vengeance on. pact on me. <laughs> they didn't even scream. Uh, yeah. If I, went, I went and collected the carcass because that's what it was now, Ooh, a carcass yeah. because of me. Went bird to carcass very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, put it on the back of the truck and watched it wobble because, like, rigor mortis hadn't, you know, it was yeah. just this corpse that was moving on the back of the truck as we drove back to my house. Wow. And then, and then, uh, and then I was so, I mean, you could, I, we could have eaten it, mm. um, but it repulsed everybody. I like you. <laughs> And so in the end, what happened was my cat carried it off and ate it. Well, that's, that's almost circle of life-like, if, if, aside from the bit with a human and a gun. Yeah. <laughs> aside from, it I was mean, so easy. Those things that's were thing, out of the line. That's yeah. the thing that, like, that's what now is so uncool about it. It was so easy. Yeah, yeah. It was so, so easy. Like, an, a, like yeah. a child. Fired a fucking firearm and then an animal was dead. Yeah. Wow. It's just it's just too much. It's too like gross. Are anyway, you, you going to teach anyway, your kids how to shoot guns? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you grew up in a collection of Tim Winton short stories. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if you uh were a, if you were aware of Jessica's offer at this point. Um, well, so to go back to the original story about this girl and the birthday yeah. party, we had right. a sleepover in the lounge room of this girl's house. And what was interesting about the lounge room of this girl's house was it was a row of taxidermy deer heads and foxes. Because their family were a hunting family. Correct. And uh, what, what happens when you have a taxidermy stag head, for mm. example, is um, it's not really an eyeball. It's just glass. Yeah. It's like black glass. Right. And uh, okay. yeah. it gleams in the darkness. Oh. And it looks like it's eyeballing you. Wow. So lying in a room full of at least 15 or 20 heads. Just staring at. And was this, was this before or after you'd murdered an animal? Uh, before. Okay. If you should die before <laughs> <Yeah>. you wake. <laughs> wow. Mm. Wow. That's full on. Now, can I ask about this classified, Ben? Not yeah. to move too quickly on from Penny's traumatic stories, <laughs> but does Jessica specify the types of animals she will taxidermy? Or is it taking all comers, no good offer refused, I'll taxidermy whatever you bring? Yeah, I mean, I, I get the sense that she's offering two things. She's like, give me your beloved pet and I will do a horrifying thing to it. Yep. Because I'm learning. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you would like to very, very cheaply commemorate the existence of your loved animal, yeah. bring it to me and I will... I will ruin it. I will do my best. Yeah. I will give it a red hot go. It is difficult to ruin a corpse, but I will ruin the corpse of your dog. <laughs> sure. Uh, Alternatively... Or it's like, did you kill a duck? Um, Are you a traumatized girl who killed a duck? Yeah. Would you like? <laughs> would you of- like that memorialized? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, would do you, did, did you think that this thing could upset you no further? <laughs> nay, nay. <laughs> would you like uh, to stare t- into the face of the yeah. thing that you murdered? Let this be an enduring testament to your malice and my staggering ineptitude as a taxidermy. <laughs> oh, elegantly put. Uh, now, is there a possibility, going back to your story then, Penny, is it a possibility that your father took you on that trip, the hunting trip, to like teach you the value of an animal's life and be like, now that she's wrought oh, yeah, destruction... Oh, yeah, because her father's Atticus Finch. Yeah, and now she will learn. Or was it like, yeehaw, I'm, I'll teach my daughter how to fire a gun and... Well, I think... It's hard to uh, look. I, Dad is not—he's not a hunting guy. Mm. 
But I don't think he judges people who is, you know. Like I, I think we come come yeah. from an area where where things happen. And, uh, and <laughs> it's a wild time. It's a wild time. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I like. I know that Dad's not into it, and um, and he wasn't like he he he. It was just like it's. I don't know. I think he saw it as a rite of passage in a way, and yeah. whatever I was going to take from it, I was going to take from it. Um, yeah. It's not like animals aren't killed constantly mm. for our consumption anyway. So yeah. There's no real difference um, in, like, it, it's still aside still from, killing a thing. Aside from the fact that, uh, sorry, what you're saying, there's no, there's no difference on a global scale because there is a, a meat a meat industry that mm. is killing. But the only difference is that in this instance, you are. I was the one doing yeah, the and killing, it, and I guess in that in that in in that aspect, it, it did teach you a, yes. a lesson about firearms. Yeah. <laughs> Firearm safety, absolutely not. Yeah. Penny, do you have one? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a lot. Um, these are all uh, these are all personal ads, uh-huh. which are quite close to my heart. Um, there was a thing. This was I used to live in Paris. Oh my goodness! I know, guys. Don't don't go on about it. Ooh la la! This is uh, when you were studying at clown school, correct? Well, I didn't live in Paris when I was studying at clown school. Oh, I, right. I lived there um, beforehand. I was like working in a cafe. I was trying to integrate. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Like I was taking classes sure. in French and like living with a French person. And that's the thing about. I mean, my understanding of, of living in Paris is they will never, ever, ever accept you as one of them. Mm, yeah, so. I, I don't know how it works. Really, I, <laughs> I haven't learned anything. I, I was just uh, hoping for the best. And uh-huh. um, one of the joys of working in a place that was kind of it was in um, Saint Germain, which is quite a touristy area. It's also a nouveau jazz band. Sorry, not okay. Okay, mate. Uh, and one of the magical things about being an expat in Paris is that there was this FUSAC guide, which is uh, it stands for something. I don't know what it stands for, but it's um, basically an English classifieds that's published um, for the expat community that lives in Paris. Ah. And so what always, 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 always happened was some sicko French dude who had a sick apartment somewhere in Paris. Would be like, hey, you like uh, you like the life in Paris? You want to stay in a beautiful apartment? Come and be my sex slave. <laughs> Wait, specifically to the expat community? Yeah, to this... the expat community. It was like interested in seventeen-year-old au pair girl uh... who's into BDSM. <laughs> au pair. Now, I don't necessarily have a child for you to look after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've man. got a car and a gun for you to babysit, though. So. <laughs> Did you, because the expat community in Paris would be quite small, I, I, I would think. Would you, did you ever see it's a classified? It's actually not. The, the oh. thing about the, the expat community in Paris is that uh, it's enormous and really? it involves people from all over the place. Oh, I was going to say, well, I was going to ask if you ever read a classified or a lot misconnection or something that was about you and you were like, oh, it's bloody, <laughs> bloody mean that is. <laughs> oh, but I guess with can a, only dream. <laughs> Such a big One city. One day we're going to have somebody on this podcast who has read a misconnection about themselves. Yeah, and it's going to... Yeah, because you guys deal in this stuff. Has this, has this ever been a thing that's come up on your show? We are knee deep. Oh, the, the closest thing we've come to it is that peop, is, is talking to people about the ads they've listed on Gumtree. Right. Uh, and most recently, Aaron Chen talked about how, on a recent podcast episode, he talked about how he'd started a uh, comedy sort of management company slash booking service on Gumtree and he got one Whoa. he got one offer from a lady who wanted him to MC a wedding. He's like, I'm out, I can't do it over my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the classified you've got there, do you want to read it for us? Okay. Um there's there's a few. I think I'll start with this guy because he haunts me. Uh-huh. 
Um, this is uh, a ghost. He's <laughs> a ghost. This is 23 days ago. He could be dead. Who knows? Um, <laughs> he's reached out. Uh, he's 26 years old. His body type's average. His status is single. Height, five foot nine. Okay. Um, are you as nerdy as me? Is the question at the top of the of the page. And there's a, a photo of him with his mouth covered by his bo- both of his hands, which is a strange. That is weird. His posture lot. is like somebody um, either like sneezing. quite shocked, sneezing, or cupcaking themselves. <laughs> 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 yeah. So the first line of this. Um, I guess is uh, engineered to either attract or repel people. <laughs> um, You'd say you call it divisive, would you? Yeah, yeah. And it reads like this. There's no capitals. Um, I love anime, mangas, hentai, doujins, mm-hmm. porn, sure. <laughs> internet blogs, 4chan, Reddit, StarCraft 2, Diablo 3, League of Legends, Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. Going Out to Eat, Movies, Weird Japanese Things. Oh, oh, oh hang on. <laughs> conventions and, well, whatever else I haven't thought of full stop. That's literally everything <laughs> on the planet, right? I'm, I'm going to be honest. This guy sounds a lot like Michael Hing right now. Uh, there's a lot of overlap, <laughs> like both professionally and just kind of in his like everyday life. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of overlap on that. Okay, well, Michael, you... <laughs> might be what he's looking for he's right. looking for a friend and this is what he uh this is what he's looking this is not it's not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next level commitment like this is possible for you okay uh as for what i'm looking for someone to text me from time to time <laughs> That's and then he what, ends really? that with the word maybe oh <laughs> Yeah. He's been burnt Would before. help if you are a real person. Hey, that's oh. another thing I am. Yes. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, quite honestly, gender doesn't matter. So if you're a gay guy hunting for a straight guy, go ahead and send me an email. Also, if you are... <laughs> You've read that in a really blasé act. Like, go it, try it. Just try it. Yeah. I don't give a shit, whatever. Well, I mean, this, is, this feels like his last hope. <laughs> it feels like he's really reaching out. If you are a trap, cross-dressing, transsexual, gender, whatever, looking for a guy friend, sure hit me up. <laughs> and then he uses the word even if you are a girl. Oh, the most elusive of all. Yeah, even if you're a girl who is happily married and would never, ever cheat on her husband. He changes changes the, Mm. yeah, grammar's bad. Um, On her husband, then, yeah, as long as he isn't the jealous type, shoot me an email. Hmm. Taking all comers. Taking all comers. I'm not looking for a sexual connection with this ad. However. Ah, there it is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I probably, in caps... Won't say no to your sexual advances. Hmm. hmm. Well, he's not going to say no. I think that I, so far, this is very positive. This is looking pretty good for Michael Hing. Okay. Uh, good. Well, then, uh, oh, the only thing is that you have to live in Manhattan. Oh. I'm about to live in Manhattan. Hey. Hey, Ben. You could proxy. We could like Cyrano de Bergerac this. Uh-huh. Where you go there <laughs> and I'm like. Hey, Ben, talk to him about Hearthstone. He'd be like, what's that? And I'd be like, here's what you should say. And then like years down the track, you'll have blossomed into this very close friendship with this nerdy guy. And then it'll all come out that it was me all along. And he'll feel betrayed and it'll be great. There'll be a moment. Can I say that I am so yes and on this podcast (laughs) usually, but get fucked. Um, see, that, I, that's the thing. I don't, I, we, we sort of touched on this last week. Like, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with having these interests. It's just a sort of a strange way of defining yourself. And also, it's a strange opening. Um, furthermore, I don't know what this man actually wants out of this. 
Uh, he's lonely. He wants a friend to hang out with. Now, Penny, you've skipped a couple of things which I think are kind of important here. I'm just going to okay. go back here. One of the things is, only thing I ask of you, future friends, is this. And he's listed a couple of points. Now, mm-hmm. you, you, you've said... You've said he wants you need to live in Manhattan, but mm. it's the detail in his uh, specifications that is quite interesting. Please be a reasonable distance from Manhattan. Not like one plus hours of commute. That's no fun. We might never meet. And if we chat forever but never meet, then what's the point? Uh-huh. My goal is to build a hangout group. So he's assembling a team. Oh. This is a Danny Ocean situation, all right? And then he's going to rob the friend bank. <laughs> <laughs> Also, and, and this is what this is what would ultimately be the point in the movie of the Cyrano Bergerac plan, Ben. Yeah. This is where it would all come undone. He also specifies, please... Have you read Cyrano Bergerac, by the way? I've seen the movie Roxanne. I think it's based on that. It is. Okay, okay. cool. Uh, then he dies in the end. Oh, well, Ben, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> he writes, uh, please be real with me. I'm a total stranger. You get no benefits, of, you get no benefits from lying to me. And I get no benefits from lying to you. True, just be real, Ben. Stop lying to him. Just go to him and be like, look, I'm not into these things. I didn't write any of those blogs about StarCraft. That was my terrible friend, Hing. You deserve each other. Good night. And he also, um, <laughs> I also uh, took a bit of effort in writing this ad. Yeah, the grammar and structure sucks, and yeah, it's hard to follow, but at least do me a favor when you respond and put in a bit of effort. Oh, okay. Well, mate, like... That's demanding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that got he said, pretty... go ahead, send me an email. Me yeah, that. and then all of a sudden... Hi. Do you like Tinder? You know, they, on Tinder, uh, they just like say hi, and then you're like, all right, fine, let's, uh, let's move on. What? Hang on. No, 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 on the Tinder, because you, you go, like, you swipe right, and, um, yeah. and then they'll say things like, hi. Oh, so you're Is saying... Is that not a good opening? Don't think, I don't know. What, well, what look, do you I... want as an opening on Tinder? Hello, how are you? Like, is that enough, or do you want... Hi, what's your weekend been like? Like, what, 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 what is salutations? Penny... Yeah, what is Penny Greenhorse looking for on Tinder? <laughs> Stop calling it Penny Greenhorse. <laughs> That's the name of this podcast episode. Uh, I, I don't know. What is anyone looking for on Tinder? I, well, I I'm just saying you've said you've said people you don't want people to open with hi. What do you want? Are then? you saying the thing that you, it's not that they open with hi, so, that, so that's all they have? It's that, it, well, there's, there's not much effort put into that. Oh, uh, right. So you want you So it'd be want nice something. if it was like a unicorn emoji or I don't know. What? <laughs> so you want people to take the chance. So, okay, let's just role play this. It's that <laughs> I, it's that I've found Penny, Penny Greenhorse on Tinder, right? Huh? And I want to, and and, but rather than saying hi, rather than opening with hi, a universally acknowledged greeting, <laughs> you want me to just opening gamut to send you a unicorn, a unicorn emoji, <laughs> like done, send, click, done, and then expect, yeah, we'll be hooking up pretty soon. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, yeah. That is a gamble. It is a gamble, but but then uh, what isn't a gamble in this life, Hing? Bloody love, mate. Do you have one here? I do. This one is, no, speaking of gambles, this is taken from Gumtree from the Adelaide Hills region of Australia. Hello, Adelaide Hills. And it says, looking for sponsors as I skydive for charity. Mm -hmm. Please share my page with others to raise funds and awareness for grieving families. Okay. Grieving family. And that's from Cherie. Okay. Now, I am so confused with what this is, right? Sure. This person is, first of all, I think there's a, a thing we can talk about, which is that kind of, I do a thing for charity. Yes. Where the thing you're doing for charity is just a fun thing that people do for fun. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, now, and also, 
Like the point of the MS readathon, for example, mm. is that kids don't like reading. Yeah. And you're paying a kid to do a shitty thing. Also, is the, that the point of the MS readathon? Uh, actually, well, <laughs> the point of the MS readathon is that it's children doing it, Ben. Yeah. I'm not sure what the point a, of the MS readathon <laughs> is. To, well, first of all, the point of the MS is to raise money for MS research and development, right? Yeah, but if it was like, oh, okay, the MS eating candy a thon, and this kid was like, I'm going to eat. Two, two buckets of candy. Give me 20 bucks. I'd be like, you get fucked. No, you wouldn't, Ben, because it's a child. No, I would. I'd be furious. It's me a too. First I'd, of all, it's... I'd strangle it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a child. So that's a completely different kettle of fish because mm. schools organize these whole mm. elaborate things for, for kids to do things just so their parents yeah, can give money. That's fine, right? Know. That is fine because people know <laughs> that people are going to give money to children because they're children, right? Separate to that is when a grown-ass adult yeah. comes to you and says, hey, I'm skydiving for charity. Just raise money for charity, shithead. Like, why but, you got to skydive for? if that person has a <laughs> crippling fear of heights, then I might. Sure, in that situation. Isn't, but that, isn't think- that perverse? Isn't that weird? Because you're so right about that. Like, the reason that you give money for people to run, like, charity marathons is that there's a good chance, not a great chance. That they'll pass it, out and die. And, and they'll shit themselves. Because yeah. <laughs> that's just a, something the body she does. Will die. This is the thing that I don't understand. She's doing it for grieving families. Will her family not grieve exactly. when she oh, like falls out of an aeroplane and dies? And really the, dark that point. Is, that is the secondary thing I was going to ask. You know, and without getting too dark, grieving families... Is this the most insensitive way yeah, to raise money for skydiving accidents you've ever heard? Right? It's a total affront to like, you know, them being like, you know, one of the things that, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of people who are grieving say is you just don't realize how delicate and precious life is. And mm. she's sure. like, yeah, I get it. That's cool. Um, well, I'm, Strap me in! Yeah. 30,000 feet! Let's do it! Uh, YOLO, guys. It's the YOLO Foundation for Grieving Families. Exactly, right? <laughs> Like, I am so sorry for your loss. And just to help you cope with that, obviously yeah. you need to pay for a funeral and you need to, um, I mean, I don't even know if your life insurance is going to cover the uh, yeah. Let me, and- before I go on, <laughs> slam a couple of uh, Red Bulls. <laughs> because let me just say, I'm going to live life to the extreme uh, in the way that your partner will never get to now. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, if I'm just trying to raise money with these people. Uh, this is for Marie. Uh, her <laughs> husband died last week and I'm going to jump out of a plane in defiance of God's will. Yeah. Because life's short, yo. Yeah. I mean, just ask Marie. No, again, that is insensitive. <laughs> sorry, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. But please Marie, give I'm me so money sorry. to do my stupid hobby. Um, that is uh, the, other, the other odd thing. The, the thing that I... I mean, I think what's definitely happening here is that this person likes skydiving and is, this is a scam. Like mm. 100% this is a scam. My goodness, mm. yes. Um, uh, because also when you say I'm raising money for charity, 101 is you say what charity it is. Now, there actually are charities that, that deal with bereavement. There are sure. a couple of them. Um, so it's not like she's got this thing, this niche carved out. Like she could actually say I'm giving to any number of these. Mm. So I think this is actually... One of the most awful and cynical ploys. Also, it's like the, the other thing, the other big comparison between this and say running a marathon is that a marathon costs basically zero money to do, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, hey Ben, you're gonna go run a marathon. You got to run like what is it, twenty six miles or whatever, forty kilometers or whatever it is. It's about th- somewhere in the mid thirties. Yeah, you kilometers. Got, yeah, forty two kilometers. Forty two kilometers. Yeah. kilometers right. You're gonna run that. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, okay, well, I need shoes, I need a shirt, and I whatever. have those things. Sure. I have to have registration. Yeah, maybe it's fifty bucks, whatever, right? Yeah. And so you could easily recurb the costs. Mm. Yeah. R- Recoup the cost, I should say. Yeah. Right? Recurb just, I mean, the, it's not a word. Yeah. So you can't do that to anything. <laughs> you can say it, but it doesn't mean anything. If you. Whereas if I'm yeah. saying, hey, 
I'm going to hire a plane, number one. Number one. Purchase a parachute, number two. Probably need to have an instructor there. I'm going to hire the most expensive form of transportation exactly. that I can yeah. think of, except I, for like rocket ship. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't specifically say it's not in a rocket ship. That's one, true. Right? So what I'm saying is you're going to have to like go around and probably organize. I don't know how much does this cost to skydive. Probably a couple hundred bucks just to- At the very least. Just to get back to zero. I mean, there's a yeah. chance that these bereaving families are going to have to pay out of their own pockets <laughs> just to fund this fucking failed enterprise. Yeah, oh my god that's, that's but dive. it's so true isn't it that you really do feel like in those i'm doing x for charities it's that weird thing in your head where you do have that exact thing which is like this had better be something you don't want to do mm. <laughs> well it's i mean it's like grow, the growing the mustache thing right for movember yeah which is a kind of a charity that sweeps the western world every once a year in november yeah. when when men grow mustaches which are, i mean 10 years ago when it kicked off i was all for it because I was like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing for you to bloody grow a mustache. Now, now people yeah. grow a mustache, everyone's fine. They're, they're patting each other on the back. They're going, oh, you're doing Movember, you're raising money for charity. Fuck that, yeah. mate. Fuck that. You better <laughs> be, you better be hating this. Why are you all this. having yeah. such a good time with this? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. How dare you enjoy this thing where you're <laughs> doing good for people who are sick? Damn, oh, fuck off, mate. Uh, would you guys like one to help me puzzle it out? Yeah. Um, this seems like an innocuous ad, and then I just couldn't... I saw it on Gumtree today, and I almost scrolled past it, and then I... Just was drawn in by it, and I and I need to get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. So this is for eighty dollars, a soda stream, which is like a a, a carbonated. You've got one of these at home, don't I you? I do have one of these. So yes. do I. So do I. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, <laughs> soda stream used only twice. Okay. This soda stream is an unwanted gift that comes with all the extras: two gas bottles, two soda bottles. All the flavors are not. Even opened. $80 for the lot. Now, this to me feels completely innocuous until you start drilling down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hit me with it. If this was an unwanted gift, right? Mm-hmm. How did it take two uses of this soda stream to ascertain that? Uh, I know exactly what it is. Hey, Ben, open that box I just got you. Open the present. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. It looks like a soda stream. Yeah. I 100% know what this does. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Go on. Let's have a soda now. Okay. Have a bloody soda now. That's one from... Oh, I'll have... You have to have one as well. Okay. Eat one now. (laughs) There we are. And what? We're drinking it. And I go, oh, the concept of carbonation. No, this is not what I had in mind at all. Because you don't want to like bin it. In front of me because I've just given it to you, right? Oh, so you think that that literally just like open it now, use it now. Yeah, I want to see you use it. Exactly, exactly. I want to see you use it and enjoy the refreshment. Exactly, yeah. I have I have slaved over what did this cost? A hundred eighty dollars. This cost me eighty dollars. You're gonna fucking enjoy it. That's interesting. That's my theory. Yeah, on what happened. I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, he's being upfront and saying it's used, yeah. but it was only used to prove to myself that I definitely didn't want it. But that's the thing, like the the concept of fizzy water, right? And what you get out of a soda stream, there can be no disconnect. From Wait, that. so you think there this person? Be... You think this is a situation in which this person was like, oh, "I wonder what this was. Ah, bubbles." <laughs> <laughs> I just like, yeah. I mean, I just think that I'm not. I'm not spooking the soda stream here. I mean, I kind of am. You bloody love a soda in stream. In that, right? I am saying that it does exactly what you assume it would do. Mm. There is no catch here. Can I ask? Does a soda stream? Because I'm not fancy like you guys. All right, yeah, well. I don't. I, I don't have access to fizzy water well, just on tap. Sure. It's not on tap, though. you gotta, you got to get the water from the tap and then yeah. fizzy it sure. yourself. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, point taken. <laughs> but uh, can you adjust the carbonation 
in the soda stream or yes. is it just one yeah. size fits well, all? No, it depends on how uh, technologically uh, extreme your soda stream is. Like you, uh, you pay levels. for you pay for like um, finessing the customizability. Yeah, but, but also, but also like because a full bottle is three pumps of the old soda stream. Uh-huh. So you can just do one and have some very lightly. And I've actually found that that's the best way to emulate San Pellegrino. It's very lightly. And then you put it in a jug and serve it to your guests. And they and go, ooh. Like, wow, bubbles! They go, <laughs> <laughs> they go ooh, oh, this is delightful. Is this San Pell? And you go, yeah. <laughs> they go, ugh. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> you trick them, Ben Jenkins. And they go, how? We've been drinking liters of this stuff. And I go, yeah, well, nothing's, nothing's too good for you. And I giggle behind my hands because <laughs> I'm such a sneaky trickster. <laughs> and then everybody leaves and you pat the little soda stream and yep. you say, good boy. Good boy. Good boy, you, good boy, you tricksy little soda stream. <laughs> you know what's weird? I've had a soda stream for uh, a year now. Mm-hmm. I've been living the high life for a year now. Sure. And I have never once carbonated milk. Well, why would you? Why? Oh, you know what? Because I'm so curious. I accidentally, and this is a <laughs> vegan admission, uh, I accidentally drank some carbonated milk recently and it was the most the most awful experience I've had. How did that happen? That sounds like so, that sounds like a real accident. I will on occasion uh, frequent a local Japanese uh, restaurant uh, yep. just behind the ABC and they do a, a great vegan ramen dish mm-hmm. that I quite like. And in the fridge, there was a purple can. That I thought was a grape soda. Says grape, screams Says grape. grape. Purple can, that's grape. There were pictures of grape on this thing. Were there? Yeah, the pictures of grapes. Oh, okay. Now, it was certainly grape flavored. Uh-huh. That was one element of the flavor. It was uh-huh. one element of the flavor. Uh, and then on closer inspection, there was no English on the thing, but I was like, what else is going to come in a 375 mil can? Grapes on the thing. It's going to be grape soda. Yep. Or just a big old can full of grapes. Yeah. So I crack it open, I drink a bit, right? And then I'm like, yeah, it's grape soda. Fine. It's fine. And then as I'm sort of eating and enjoying my meal, I have another couple of sips. I'm like, yeah, getting a bit, a bit tangy for a grape soda. What's going on here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is that? And then I kind of like swilled it around a bit yeah. and then caught a, a glimpse of the liquid in the light and it was not transparent. It was uh, opaque. And I was like, oh, that's weird that it's kind of... Because veganism dictates you can't drink anything that's opaque. What? And then I was looking, I was like, wow, what's it? And then I went up, I was asking the lady, like, what is this? What is this? And then she's like, it's like um, like cultured, it's like fizzy. I'm like, I know it's fizzy. And then she goes, it's like a yogurt drink. But, uh. And I was like, oh. And, she, and so what it is, it's like a milk yogurty drink that's like cultured. And that's what the fizziness is. It's not like a... It's fermented milk. Exactly. We've not put it in the... Uh, it's like the champagne of milk. Oh. <laughs> Stored in milk barrels. Milk champagne. Exactly. It's, it's not like they put it through a soda stream. What I'm saying is that exists and it is awful. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Can I use this opportunity to uh, start a new segment that I think is going to become beloved among listeners? I started it last week and you didn't even notice. It's Ben recommends uh, you turn off the podcast right now and watch a YouTube clip. <laughs> so, What did you see? I think you should, just talking about the, champa- the milk of champagnes, I think you should um, Google the following words, which would be Orson Welles drunk is probably the best thing that will bring it up. Mm. And there are outtakes of a... Champagne commercial that Orson Welles <laughs> tries so to do good. in the 70s or 80s. Mm. And I have never seen a man drunker it than is, he is. It starts wow. off with, there's a French champagne. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's Orson Welles at his fattest and drunkest. And yeah. it is a primo good YouTube video. And it's so good because there's also like these young extras who just have to stand next to him holding a bottle. So like this guy, The guy extra has to pour the bottle and in the script... 
what Orson Welles is meant to do is look at the guy who's pouring the bottle and go, ah, the French champagne, right? That's what he's meant to do. The guy pours the bottle every time. He either just like stares blankly ahead <laughs> or does what his drunk approximation of the sound of like, ah, is, yeah. which comes out as, <laughs> and you can see these two actors who have clearly like, you know, for the weeks before been like, I am in an ad with Orson Welles. Can you believe this? I'm going to be in an ad. I don't have any lines, but I'm going to be in an ad with the man himself, Orson Welles. I, you know, this is like my five years at Juilliard are paying off. I'm going to be in an ad with Citizen Kane. And then <laughs> it's just, and just watching them try and try and keep it together oh, is just, no. yeah. So, so stop the podcast now and Google that. And we'll see you back here uh, in uh, 45 seconds. Welcome back. How good was that? Okay. <laughs> we'll put that up on the podcast uh, Facebook page if you want to see it. Uh, Penny, do you have one for us? Yeah. More, more personals. Mm-hmm. Great. <sighs> I want to be friends like seriously. That's the, that's the title. That's the title on the first line. What to write. Full stop. I want a friend. Full stop. I want you. Full stop. No, don't go seriously. I want a friend. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Next line. Lately, I've been thinking of sitting on someone's sofa. They'd be on the other couch, in brackets, watching Netflix with them. It's cool if it doesn't happen. I would love to talk to whoever you are that's reading this. We want to know who you are and what you like. We can come together on similar interests and or we can show each other stuff. That we we might end up liking the shows on Netflix, ha ha. Oh God, Penny, stop it! <laughs> oh God, uh, I'm just I'm just a guy who's not like other guys. Weird, because people actually told that to me. So how about you? Question mark. I want want to talk. Of course you do. So quit reading this and email me. I'm a cat, you know. You must be too. Why? Because you're great. In exclamation, <laughs> it's like capitals. <clears throat> if you read up to this point, email me T. Uh, with your email and if you want to and only if you want to you can tell me that you love me but only if you want to oh yeah bye bye or hi hi (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, it's quite a jaunty note on which to end (laughs) yeah it is Uh, yeah after that and then and then the 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 touch that really breaks my heart is um down the bottom it's like Either it says it's not okay to contact this poster yeah. with services mm. or other commercial interests. For this guy, it's okay to contact this poster with services. Oh, do you know I have never interest. ever seen that on yes. Gumtree. <laughs> All I the have, time, it's. I have never once come across it's that. It's always every time the default is do not contact me. And this yeah. is like taking. Again, the I thing of this week's podcast is taking your comments. Just yeah. open to all. It's so. Awful to see how lonely people are oh. like that. Like you, it, that's so awful. What do you think this person, this type of person, I suppose, did in the pre-Gumtree era? Oh, oh. in the pre-Gumtree, pre-Craigslist. I mean, let's I mean, let's say pre-internet. But do you think that, like, do you think that maybe the internet is kind of like this is a product of the internet in a way? Like, are you saying, you, Penny? That, like, are you saying that even though we're more connected than ever before, we're more lonely? Is that what you're... That is definitely not what she's saying. You then. take that to the bloody <laughs> Festival of Dangerous Ideas, Pettigrew. <laughs> because... Can I... Can I, no, uh, I no, I know exactly what you mean, though. Like, I think... 
I, I was going to say that, did you, do you guys remember back in the day, back in the day when you were growing up, there was like a community notice board, mm. you know, and, and mm. you'd go down to local shops and someone would post something, hey, I'm bloody selling my lawnmower or whatever, yeah. you know, or do you want a guitar tutor or whatever thing, you know. Are you saying that this could have been posted on one of those? Well, I can remember, I used to read those things as a kid looking for like extra work and stuff like paper routes and whatever else yeah. to get a bit of pocket money. And I... You know, pretty thoroughly searched the Illawong kind of notice board mm. on on the reg, and I never saw something like this. Now, which means either you're right, this is a product of the internet, and you know, no one posted up on there. I want to be friends, and I'm lonely on the Illawong notice board, or it was someone's job to go through and cull the sad ones <laughs> from the public notice board. Like, no, we're at Illawong shops. We do things positively here. It's oh. all we've got a happy brand. Can we you, like happy people. Can you imagine the fucking bad juju that would be emanating from that? Person's bag of uh, sad notices. Uh, just them that's down. the stuff of fucking like weapons grade spells. Yeah. Well, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you were to burn them and then take the ashes from them, you could like <laughs> kill a village. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I mean, do you think they're burning them, and incinerating these, so that they may never be read, or do you think they're filing them away uh, in some sort of like to make the world sadder? Scrap yeah, <laughs> it'd be like. Um... Santa, you know, Santa gets all those letters from kids. I want this, I want that. Imagine, imagine the sadness. Of it. You, I want a friend. I just want a friend. Is, I, don't, do, I don't care do you know, who you are. Do you know why this really, this is really hitting me quite hard? Is because it's because you wrote this. I wrote this, and <laughs> I won't be mocked on my own podcast. <laughs> not now. Not ever. <laughs> End of show. End of show. No, because I'm about to not be that. But not be far from that. I'm about to move to a city where I basically know nobody. And yeah, this is from New is, York. This is taken from is, New York. The thing is, though, it doesn't matter where you go. There are little community groups. There's there's people advertising for people to come to things always, you know? Mm. Like there are little groups everywhere. There are little expat Facebook groups or whatever. Whatever you're looking for, there's a group I of suppose. people that's interested in it. This is so sad. <laughs> And unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like it's possible. Like he's already on the internet. Just Google the thing that you're interested in doing. This is literally just like, I want someone to sit on my fucking couch, man. And just watch Netflix. But let's think. Like, but, I, but, I can't go to Facebook and be like, oh, friends who want to watch Netflix. But there's no, there's no group. No, for but that. it's a process that happens. You got to go somewhere and meet someone, and then every, every like a friendship evolves. No, you can't just, just go. You can't just like say, I want a friend. It's not. It's not how it works. I don't know. I feel like I really do feel like there, but for the grace of God, goes I in like three months. No, time. no, I, absolutely not. I mean, you, the three of us are kind of in a community in Sydney, which is like the very broad kind of theatre performing arts. We're the high know. rollers. Yeah. We're the fat cat high rollers. <laughs> I was going to say like poor artists types. No, but like, fat cat high rollers. But, that's what our jackets say. That's what right. my top hat says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I, I Here's a pro tip. If you're in a new city and you want to make friends and, you know, I'm sure that you have your own ways and you don't need this kind of coaching. But if you're a lonely person out there listening to this and you'd like to make friends, here is the number one way that you can be the, become the most popular fucking person in that, in that mm -hmm. entire scene is just... Find the biggest person you can and kill them. <laughs> is, that, is that prison? Yeah. No, that's prison. Sorry, that's Wear prison. Wear their skin. Kill them, become them. Yeah, and then yeah. you inherit all their friends. Yeah. No, uh, what you can do is... Just find a bloody a fringe festival or a comedy night or uh -huh. something and just go every week and you'll suddenly become the most popular person in the room because everyone's fucking desperate for an audience and that's the best way. Like, seriously, just when you go to New York, Ben. Have you... Hang on. Uh-huh. Have you ever put this into practice? Yeah. I'm friends with loads of people who I've met through, like, because they're always at gigs and stuff, right? And... 
all and and it's not a comment on them being like lonely or sad or anything. It's a comment on my desperation as a performer, comedian type person to just want someone to approve of me, right? Sure. So I'm just saying, if you want to make fr- if you're moving to New York and you want to make friends with people, what an easy thing for you to do is just to buy like. 30 tickets to fringe shows <laughs> and then go along to these things and become like a guy who's like going yeah. to theater and they're like oh, finally someone's turning up to my one man show about you know for whatever whatever thing they're writing yeah theater, you know very easy way I, very easy I way would to become very popular fur to do this guy's thing <laughs> to, be, to be honest rather oh, rather than ben. watch theater <laughs> then the internet never forgets that shit i know like that would uh, don't. But maybe please. he's actually going. Well, nobody knows this is me, and if I get zero bites, I get zero bites. But mm. if I get one person being like, "Okay, dude, like, let's get a coffee, hey?" The like thing, that's the thing about it is it's just cast the net so fucking wide. Like, yeah. who mm. are the people that are answering these things? Yeah, what? Like, talk about your love of model trains. Talk about you know Warhammer. Talk about anything that you're interested in. Just give me something so that, that makes me feel like I'm the person you're looking for, as opposed yeah, to as I opposed exist as a human, to... therefore we can get along. Like the last guy who just succinctly listed all of your likes. Yeah, Michael look, Higgs. there's no, guy, there's no doubt guy... that guy was my soulmate. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He just wants a hug. Yeah. He just wants a hug. You should. Answer that email, Only ben. if you want to, you can Look, tell me you love me, I'll but see, only if you want to. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. No, I'm not answering that ad. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Hing, do you have one to take us home with? I do. Now, this one was sent to us by Jonathan Baker via our Facebook page. Thank you, Jonathan. And it's entitled $300 mm-hmm. for one bedroom, truly nasty ass room, <laughs> open brackets, United States, close brackets. Has... Is there a hyphen between nasty and ass, or no, is there a hyphen a, between ass and room? No, no hyphens at all. It's three <laughs> so, words: nasty, so it, ass, room. So it could be an ass room. Could be. Could be could an be. ass room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a picture of what looks like just like a normal bedroom. I think there's nothing gross about the bedroom. There's nothing particularly uh, unkempt or you know yeah. whatever. The copy reads like this: nasty ass room available now. It looks nothing like the pics. <laughs> <laughs> there's bugs everywhere. <laughs> It might have someone living in it already, <laughs> but damn, it's so cheap. How much this is, is it? Uh, Three hundred dollars. This is the uh, my dad shopping at Cole's principle of <laughs> it's a bargain, therefore must have it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> now, Ben, you're moving to New York soon, and this is in somewhere in the United States. I sure. don't know exactly where. Uh, yeah, all roads lead to New York. Yeah. It's fine. Are you interested um, in this? Now, bearing in mind, it looks nothing like those pictures. And those pictures are very nice. They are very nice. So if it looks nothing like them, this might be a very scungy room indeed. Look, I, don't, I mean, like if it's 300, I found that American listings it's per are, month usually, are usually right? per month. Mm. Yeah. And so that is... That is absurdly cheap. That is what. Well, yeah, is, and you'll never be lonely, Ben, because it's full of bugs. And yeah. and possibly somebody else. And possibly somebody else. I, I mean, I, I would like to point out that I am moving there with my wife. You but can, you can I mean, share that. Hey, Ben, three's a crowd, man. That's yeah. true. Sorry, Anya. The more the merrier. <laughs> it was between you and the bugs, and I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, no, this um, this actually after spending a, you know a couple of months actually looking at the the. Rental market? The rental market, at the very least in New York. This is uh, something that I am sorely tempted to take. I don't <laughs> care where it is. I mean, what what is a what is an apartment in New York costing per month? Is, are we looking at like $1,000 or like... $1,000 per month? Yeah. Are you full of, are you full of bugs? <laughs> are you just somebody full of bugs where a mind should be? Well, how much... $1,000 a month. So, so yeah, look, I don't know, Hing. I at this point, I'm 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 in a moment of weakness. I'm worried that I'm not going to have any friends there. <laughs> this rental market thing's driving me insane. I'll take the room. I mean, this I'll is, take it. This is killing Let's so many birds now. with so many stones. Yeah. With one stone, I should say. Right. Thank you, Mr. Baker, for bringing this to my attention. Exactly. Hey, is also is Jonathan Baker a famous actor? 
Uh, the, the one that sent it in, probably. No, I'm, wait, I'm thinking of Jonathan Creek, and that is a famous detective who was played by an actor. Never sure. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and Tom Baker is also, and Tom Baker was also a person who played Doctor Who. So yep. that's what happened in my brain. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> sort of like walking you through the steps <laughs> I took. Good. Synapse by synapse. Yeah, the hoops I went through in order to make that mistake. Um, we've got some quite exciting stuff to, to talk about at the end of this yeah. journey that we've been on. So we are doing a live show this Thursday at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. From That is the 16th of July. And we have yep. special guests, including Alex Lee and Simon Greiner, yep. former guests on the show. And also someone else who we haven't booked yet. I was going to try and get away with, um, but we can't announce. <laughs> no, because then when, it, then when it's fucking like Tom or Carlo or some shit, they'll be like, why, why couldn't you announce that? Because you can't say Tom or Carlo's name on a podcast. Right, okay. It yeah, sends sure. people mad. <laughs> um, the other thing that's exciting is that we are, uh, we have a new podcast that's going to be out possibly this week. Um, keep an eye out for it. We'll, we'll, we'll put it up on the Freddie Good Home page. Um, it's called Dragon Friends and it is with, uh, for, with friends of the show, um, David Harmon, myself. Michael Hing, uh, Alex Lee, and Simon Griner. Mm. Um, and it's a live Dungeons and Dragons comedy show that we've been doing. Yeah, I think uh, some friends of the show uh, listeners came up to us at the uh, taping and yeah. said hello, which was nice. It was really nice. And it's, it's, a, it's a very, very fun show. Hing plays a sociopath wizard. Uh, Alex Lee plays a half orc. Simon plays a halfling. David. Harmon Dungeon Masters and I do as many uh, characters as I can, which is two. What is. <laughs> I won't ask. What? No. What is uh, Dungeons and Dragons? See, this is a good question. If you're not sure, it's like a um, it's a really cool game played exclusively by surfers and skateboarders. Yeah, you know, like baseball. Yeah, no, it's a um, <laughs> it's a fantasy role playing game. And before you turn off the podcast, <laughs> oh, no, I've got the god. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's like a. I mean, look. If if it, it's basically a long form improv thing, sure. which is great for me because I hate. Uh, physically acting because uh-huh. I am incapable of doing that in a way that is convincing mm. and I'm too self-conscious to actually, you know, oh, I'm making a pie or whatever fucking mime you do. You know, this isn't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Penny Greenhorse about this, all right? <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased that you keep... It's Penny Greenhorse now. It's so, it's good. so good. I love um, it. But, you know, I, and so... I'm going to go to deed poll, man. This is so <laughs> but I'm saying Dungeons & Dragons is perfect for someone like me because it's all just talky talk, yeah. which means it's also great for a podcast because you're just sitting around and you're talking about the fantastic things you mm. do. In my instance, just straight up murdering all Ben's characters. That's yeah. basically what I'm doing. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I play all the NPCs and it goes for... NPCs, was uh, that? That would be a non-player character. NPCs. Mm. I thought it was M. Uh, and so it goes. No, that's a military personnel carrier. Yeah, that's yeah a, and I, I play one of them too. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. The first episode's about forty five minutes long. They're going to come out every two weeks, mm. and uh, that's going to be great. So keep an eye out for that. It might even be dropped now. It might be ready to go. Whoa. Oh, and also um, music and uh, songs by uh, other friend of the show, Benny Davis. Whoa. So it's going to be great. Man, we sure do like doing projects with our friends. We do. <laughs> Uh, Penny, where can people find out more about your stuff? Because we have some listeners in the United Kingdom and you are soon going to be there doing a show. Yes, I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I'm doing my show uh, at Underbelly. Is this Pop Pop? Pop Pop. This is a, like a, 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 this is my guess at what it is. Mm -hmm. Having seen it and very much enjoyed it. Like a physical comedy uh, clowning show is that is that is, is that an bit, okay yeah, way to say it? Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, uh, I, well, what I wanted to say was it's a very funny roller skate show. Okay, uh. <laughs> well that'll do. Yeah, there's, they feature heavily. Um, it's yeah, it's it's good. So uh, that's going to be in Edinburgh um, from the fifth of August. Plug and yourself. I'm also going to I'm awards. also going to do that show in French in Paris. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, 
Yeah, one show only. Whoa, so for any listeners in Paris. We do have some in Paris. Mm, do, do you really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be the 10th of September, au Chinois, which is very close to Parmentier mm-hmm. Metro. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's just going to be passing the hat at the end. So, mm. you know. So you can come up you, and pay nothing if you come want. Come and pay nothing if you want. If and I will stab you. I will stab you <laughs> if you, you do that. You pass a, so for th- sorry, for those of you who don't know what pass the hat is, it's a theatrical term. It means you pass a hat around and then any hats that you can give... <laughs> You put in the hat, so uh, it so, it's, it's like so, that, it's so that the people doing the show can just uh, go away with a lot of hats. A lot of hats. Doing doing shows involves a lot of hats. Yep. It's a Parisian theatre, and that's where tradition. you get when that's where you get the the, the, the hats in restaurants mm-hmm. thing from. Tetsu's three, three hats. hats. Yeah, exactly. Two hats. That's where I got all these hats from. Is what you should yeah, say. yeah. So um, please go and honestly give generously uh, when you see the show. Don't just. And don't just put in a little uh, Lego hat and think that that's enough. No, yeah, we're, talking, that. we're talking trilbies. We will, we're yeah. talking top hats. We're talking stovepipes. Fezzes. Yeah, I will also accept uh, toupees. Yep, sure. <laughs> hair pieces, yeah. any hair extensions. Uh, if you just want to cut your ponytail off and give that, I'm... Anything um, head related. Sure. Now, I just wanted to. You can give head also. That's awesome. I, I did see this show and I really, really enjoyed it. And I just wanted to make sure that listeners know that this was it was an award winning show. Didn't it? it won a it won a it thing, won didn't award it? In it won best newcomer in Adelaide. Yes, it's pretty good. It's amazing. Yeah. And this yeah. is ta- I, this coming from me. I have had two very disappointing seasons in Adelaide. So yeah. you know, bloody if you've liked if you like my comedy, it was a, it was this a, is one award. It was, I was shit in Adelaide. It was a hatless season for you, mate. It was. Oh, it was. It you was were lucky grim. to get the hat back I know, once you yeah. passed it around. Exactly. <laughs> All right, that is it for the show. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.